You are listening to Hit Play, Not Pause, a feisty menopause podcast for active, performance-minded women. I am your host, Celine Yeager. Each week, I bring you advice from athletes, scientists, researchers, and other experts to help you feel and perform your best, no matter what your hormones are doing. This show is a production of Live Feisty Media. Hello, strong, feisty women. It is hard to believe, but we are celebrating our second year and our 100th episode of this podcast. When Feisty Media invited me to start this, I knew I was plugging into something big. I knew that there were thousands, probably millions, but we haven't reached them all yet, who felt just like I did, like we were being ignored in the performance space, just overlooked, invisible. And like there were people talking about menopause broadly, but it was a really barren landscape if you were looking for advice as a woman who runs, rides, rows, rock climbs, does CrossFit, adventure races, or all the other active pursuits that I know you all do. And I hoped upon hope that we'd find each other. And we have. It's hard for me to express how much you all mean to me. The messages you share, the way you have taken on menopause and this mission to raise awareness that we are here and to crush the old societal stigmas about this time of life, which can be in so many ways, very empowering. So as a celebration of our 100th episode, I sat down with my producer, Carrie, to share some of the messages that we got from you all and to talk about what we've learned and our hopes for the future and to let you have a little peek behind the curtain on how this show comes together week after week. I hope you enjoy it and let's shoot for 100 more. All right, before we get to that, head on over to Instagram and or Facebook and give us a follow at Feisty Menopause. Come on over and join our Hit Play Not Pause Facebook group and be part of our conversations there. Uh, So remember, we have a weekly blog. I put it together each week. You can get that dropped right into your inbox if you sign up at feistymenopause.com. I have an email if you'd like to reach me or have suggestions for guests. I am at hitplaynotpause at livefeisty.com. And as always, if you like the show, please share it with your friends and on your socials. And remember to follow the show on Apple Podcasts by just hitting the little plus button in the upper right corner of the app. That's what makes Apple know that we have all of these amazing women out here and to get the word out to even more people so they can find us. All right. Finally, for this episode, I'd like to just thank all of my sponsors who have been there and continue to help this show be possible. I really appreciate it. Inside Tracker, Prevenex, Bonafide, and NutriSense. Thank you. All right. Enough of me. Let's have a few words about those awesome sponsors and get on with this show. Oh, and before I forget, you are going to want to stick around to the end of the episode because we have a major announcement that you won't want to miss. Musculoskeletal health is everything during menopause. Everyone knows how much I love Joint Health Plus from Prevenex, which has helped me get back to distance running after arthritic toes stopped me in my tracks. Now they have a product that has become my go-to for muscle strength and recovery, Muscle Health Plus. Muscle Health Plus contains all the key ingredients we talk about on this show, like creatine monohydrate, essential amino acids, and branched-chain amino acids, 
plus even more cutting edge ingredients like HMB and estrogen that are scientifically shown to increase muscle growth, recovery, and strength. I use it every day during my early morning lifting sessions, and there's no question that it helps my power during those workouts and my recovery after. Plus, I love having everything I need from the best high quality ingredients in one reasonably priced shake. I've also heard from fellow users who have had bloating or GI upset in the past from creatine that haven't had any of that with Muscle Health Plus. I make my shake with almond milk and espresso, but it's also good with ice cold water, which makes the flavor really pop. As always, you can get 15% off your first order with the code HIPPLAY, all caps, one word, at Previnex.com. That's HIPPLAY, all caps, one word, at Previnex.com. Do your muscles a favor and head on over and get some today. As a lifelong runner and cyclist, I am stoked to announce that Tifosi Optics has come on as a podcast sponsor. The beauty of Tifosi sports glasses is that they hit all the marks. They are shatterproof polycarbonate, so the lenses not only reduce glare, but also offer scratch resistance and complete eye protection. They stay put. They have little hydrophilic rubber nose pads that actually get more grippy the more you sweat, so they stay secure and don't slide down your face even when you're running in sauna-like conditions. No matter what sport you do, they have a shade for your activity, including tennis, fishing, pickleball, running, cycling, and just hanging out at the beach. And they are super reasonably well-priced, which is very hard to find in a sea of overpriced eyewear. And they just look freaking rad. So head on over to tifosioptics.com and use the code FM, capital F, and capital M, like feisty menopause, number 20, FM20, to get 20% off your order today. I'll put a clickable link in the show notes to make it a snap. Hello, Carrie. <laughs> Celine, good to see you. It's great to see you. We don't usually see each other in this process. No, no. It definitely is a process that we we do individually, but with uh, with a shared goal, which I know we'll be talking about today. I am so thrilled to be here too. In my opinion today, and in my eyes, I'm here to represent the audience and oh. to share in this celebration with you, this 100th episode celebration. Happy 100. And it is literally the two-year anniversary too of the launch, which is cool. It's it's it seems longer and shorter all at the same time. Does it feel like it's been two years? You know, in in the evolution of self, yes. Because I I feel like when I started this, like I had a um I had a mission and I had a thought in mind, but I and I knew I was plugging into something big but I honestly had no idea how, how big <laughs> you know and in riding this this giant wave I feel like as we'll hear from all these women there's been this like tsunami of women that have come along with us now who are amazing and I'm humbled and honored and stoked and all of the things and I feel like sort of my understanding of this time of life, you know, as I've gone through it myself and as I've absorbed other people's experiences and all of these experts, um, you know, I'm just standing in a different place now than I was two years ago. And I don't, I don't think I anticipated that. Wow. That's powerful. And from the editing perspective, there are times where it doesn't, it absolutely does not feel like it's been two years for me because as you know, in the publishing world, you don't even get 
really a chance to just sit back and relish your work because you're literally on to the next article or you are on to the next book. Yeah. And we we push these episodes out every Wednesday and I'm already two episodes ahead. So I'm I'm on to editing the next show. So you're right. The time that I get to realize this is when I'm on my bike trainer or I'm on my zone two runs and I get to listen to older episodes and go back and actually absorb the information. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very excited. You know, when I started, people were like, how are you going to talk about that for, you know, like how, how many episodes do you think you can do? And I'm like, I can do this forever. There's so much to talk about and it keeps evolving and we keep evolving. And I think that that's what is exciting. And I think that's what keeps people uh, tuned into it. When we first started this, and this is an embarrassing, uh, an embarrassing admission. I didn't even know what menopause was. Yeah. I, I, here's what I did know about it. I knew that your period stopped and I knew that you got hot flashes. And that was my experience from my mom. And that was probably ex your experience from your mom. And a lot of women in our generation, in our mid 40s to, to 60s, that was the generation in which we grew up in. You just mm -hmm. kept quiet. You just suffered in silence. Or if you did complain, it was that you were hot and you didn't really understand physiologically what was happening to your body. And the amount of education that I have received from this podcast, it is immense. And now I know with empathy and hindsight, looking back at some of the suffering that my mom went through, and I remember her talking about her weight gain and how she was just so frustrated. And, and then, you know, I was a teenager going, get over it, lady. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not you're even. You're past your prime. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in that prime. Yeah, no, it, it does. It really changes. It really changes your perspective. And I, too, think about, like, as when I was a young writer and trainer, you know, the preconceived notions that I had because I, I didn't know anything, you know, that it's this is a you know, all of the work that people are doing in this space right now is really important. And I'm just very proud of the work that we're doing, talking to this very specific audience that is performance oriented, that still a lot of literature doesn't address and a lot of people in the mainstream are not talking to. Yeah. And let's talk about some of that audience that you have gained in the last two years over these hundred episodes. I could share just via stats because oh, I am the stat girl. Yeah. Do you mind? <laughs> no, please. I, I, I am <laughs> <Okay>. not. <laughs> Okay. So here we go with our top 10 countries of listenership. Mm. Some of these might not be a surprise. Some of them may. So our top 10 countries, we'll start with number 10. We'll go down. Okay. Number 10, South Africa. Number nine, Italy. Mm. Number eight, France. Number seven, Germany. Six, Ireland. Five, New Zealand. Four, the UK. Three, Australia. Hmm. Number two, Canada, and number one, of course, the United States, because we just can't keep our mouth shut, and we're just going to keep shouting from the rooftops <laughs> about this, this show. Where we are based, but yeah, I mean, that is sort of reflective, I would have guessed, a lot of that, not necessarily all of that. I mean, when we do summits, we have people literally from all over the world. We have people from Israel and all over, so... Uh, and I, we do have a really strong Australian following, which is very cool. They show up. I know them because they show up to like all the events, which is really, it's fun to see. 
even though it's a day later, they still show up. Yeah, totally. It's six <laughs> yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning and they're there with their coffee. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and in addition to those 10 bigger countries, right now, as far as our stats show, there are over 90 countries that are listening to this show on a regular basis. You're and- making me nervous. <laughs> No, no. Uh, I would say bonjour, but that's French. Let's see. Do you know Turkish by chance? Because oh boy. <laughs> Turkey's in there. Malaysia is in there. Isle of Man. I love Slovenia. That. Poland. Kenya. That was a surprise to me, a pleasant surprise. And, and it just speaks to how global this reach is. And what we've done is take menopause, something that we've always held so privately, and it's become just a global conversation. And as you've said before, like we see each other. Yeah, I love that. And welcome, everybody. I'm glad you're here. And the show has grown. The show has grown an awful lot. I mean, we we get a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, the stats, we get a lot of downloads now every month. Oh, almost 100,000 a month. Um, That's huge. That is, that is huge. And and I and I will say that in the world of podcasting, there are over four million podcasts That's out there. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over four million people, Yahoo's like me, have started podcasts. And I, you know, about two million of those are actually active. So they've had episodes within the last 30 to 60 days because so many people start podcasts, you know, it was, it was a very popular pandemic project for a lot of people. So they would release like three or four episodes and then pod fade and they would stop recording. So that does count in the 4 million podcasts, but even in the 2 million podcasts that are still active, that publish episodes, we know that there are millions of choices you know you have millions of choices of shows to listen to every week and the fact that this is one of them in your queue uh does does not go unappreciated i know by me as the editor and of course by you yeah 100 100 and it it is funny It, it is something that is you know obviously there are so many shows but i always think like people start and it's like oh it's so fun and it's exciting but it is an enormous amount of work and when people realize, I think it sinks in after those few episodes, like, this is actually a job. <laughs> you know, this yes. is a lot of work. It's It <laughs> yes. takes um, passion and dedication and all those things. And, um, you know, I appreciate the work you do to make the show come together and take out my slip ups, you know, especially in the intros. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it definitely takes like I appreciate the team that helps make this happen. I, I do think that people might benefit maybe out of curiosity as to what our process is. How does a show mm. go from concepting a guest to reaching out to that guest all the way to somebody hitting the publish button? I mean, we're definitely, I mean, we are definitely collaborative and I have gotten ideas from you and uh, I, ideas come to me, you know, people pitch themselves or you have talked to somebody out in the wild or for your own show and you bring them to me and, you know, that happens. But in the beginning, you know, I really just got it off the ground. And I think that was important by reaching out to women who I had either raced with or interviewed or experts, doctors, many, you know, I had interviewed I had the privilege of interviewing so many high level doctors over the years. 
that I could just call and be like, hey, I'm launching this thing and nobody's talking about it and you want to come on. And that is uh, that was a really great way to get the ball rolling, because then other similar guests are like, oh, you had Mary Jane Minkin on the show. I'll I'll come on the show, you know, so a lot of it happens that way. And I just I think, you know, I think like what what like menopause affects every cell of your body. What haven't we talked about yet? You know, you talk about eyes and teeth and feet and there's there's no end to the amount of things you can talk about. Absolutely. And I know that whenever I suggest a guest to you, one of the first things that you always ask me is, are they willing to talk about menopause yeah. and their transition? Because it's great if you've done Leadville or it's awesome if you have, you know, swum the English Channel or whatever that happens to be. But do you want to talk about menopause? Yep. <laughs> because there's there is information and education to be gleaned by that person's story. And by them being willing to say it. You know, I mean, when Rebecca Rush came on the show, she was my second guest and she was willing. She had never said the word menopause. She had never mentioned it. You know, she's a seven time world champion of multiple sports. And, you know, she was willing to go to her coach and say, I want my power numbers before and after menopause and have a discussion about menopause and say menopause on the air is an elite athlete who makes her living that way. That is really important. Like that is really important. I've only had you know, a couple people who have reached out who, once I said that, never got back to me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, I guess you don't want to say that word yet. You know, and I get it. I, I don't, I don't shame them. I don't, you know, and I think that as these conversations do become more open and out there, there will be fewer of those instances happening. Yeah, for sure. And so what you do, you work the magic, you do the research of the guests, you book the interviews, you do the interviews, a lot of background research on the subject. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that that I'm not even a part of, thankfully, because um, <laughs> that's a lot of work. Uh, but post-interview, you send me the files. You record your intros and your outros. You write the show notes. So that very valuable information that you can get with all the, the clickable links, that's that's you. You know, that's, that's you re-listening to that interview to pull out the nuggets and any of the appropriate links. Uh, and then I I put it together with a, with some editing software and do the cover art. And uh, it gets published on, on Wednesdays. It literally gets uploaded. That file, that complete file gets uploaded to a hosting site. And with the click of a scheduling button goes out to, as we're now learning, hundreds of thousands of ears every week. But, you know, the work doesn't stop there. It never stops. <laughs> no, no. The, then there is the, 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 the feisty machine in the background yeah. that goes to work. And if you've noticed, if you follow Feisty Menopause on social media and, you know, all of our feisty channels, there are people that are doing reels and infographics, social posts, video clips, et cetera, et cetera. So that's to me, that's the work behind the scenes. The, the the women working behind the scenes will know so much about menopause by the time they <laughs> I know. Don't you just sort of wish we knew you know, <laughs> yeah. what we know now back then? I don't know that I would have changed anything. I, know, I don't think I would have changed a thing. <laughs> but at least I would have known it when it came. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you've said before, Celine, that you know, you thought when you started working with Dr. Stacey Sims on on her book. You 
almost sort of were gloating like I may have skirted this thing because you weren't experiencing a ton of symptoms at the time and you were still performing at a high level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you thought, all right, man, I might, I might get away with, with this and not suffer too much. But what was the shift for you? And when did that happen? You know, it's funny because that is very true. I, I didn't start, I didn't start mountain bike stage racing until I was 40, you know? I mean, so 39, no, I did Ironman at 39. And then I did that, you know, about seven or eight years of mountain bike stage racing and, and at a very high level. And I, I did think like, Ooh, maybe this, maybe I'm going to get off light here, <laughs> but <laughs> um, you know, I, now that I look back, I mean, I definitely was having night sweats that I was just sort of like, like soaking the sheet kind of night sweats and waking up at three in the morning, feeling like my world was ending and having almost panic attacks in the middle of the night. And it's easy to write those things off as training and life and having a teenage daughter and all the things that you can you can attribute those things to. I didn't realize anxiety was, you know, my I was having a lot more anxiety and I, I did not know that that was a symptom of the time. But there's definitely, you know, and now I hear woman after woman after woman say, it feels like it was overnight and I never, ever, ever, ever believed them before. <laughs> you know, when I'd hear women talk that way, I'd be like, it can't feel, but it literally, and now that we know what women's hormones do, they do shift really quickly. Your hormones can go off a cliff super fast and that's going to have an effect on you. You know what I mean? You're going to feel that. And I definitely somewhere around 48 in 49, I just like all of a sudden the hills got like gravity just got turned up. You know, like I've always... I used to have a lot of days that I felt like my bike had no chain. Like it just, I was recovered really quickly and that wasn't happening. And my body, like I muscle disappeared overnight and my body composition was changing. And I was just like, what is happening? And I should have known what was happening, but it, you know, it's, it does, it hits. And I, I didn't, I was very close to just being like, I don't know, Stacy, if I can, and I've said this a million times, but it's true. I've told, I told her, I'm just not sure I can write this book. Like, I know I can't in my current state because I'm a mess, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. I, so it, it took like going back and doing those fundamentals, you know, like that I talk about, I'm, people probably are so tired of hearing me talking about you've got to start lifting and you've got to lift heavier than you probably have been lifting and, you know, change, just make some adjustments. But those things made a really big difference. You know, I mean, did I go back to my absolute former self pre-menopause to post-menopause? You know, no, that would be a lie, but boy, I feel so much better. And I still stood on a couple of podiums and, you know, I just felt more like myself and like more like I had um, that I could, I could handle this, you know, and, and there are some things that come out the other side that are just really welcome. Like I, I just don't really give a fuck <laughs> about a <laughs> yeah. lot of stuff anymore. And it's yeah. really empowering. You know? oh, it feels so good. <laughs> it feels it's so, so good. <laughs> so oh, wonderful. When I, when I talk so to my, <laughs> yes, there's like, when I, when I talk to like those young 30s year olds and they're talking about getting their PRs and wanting to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. Oh, it feels so good. It yeah, it was great. Well, like, you know, I mean, but there are seasons for everything in your life, right? And you can still chase some of that. I'm not saying like it, none of that has to be, but you, I feel like it is just a time where it's like, okay, what, you know, what do I want? This is where, I, this is a new beginning for me. And what does it look like? You know, and I think that's, there's a lot of, potential there. And there's a lot mm. to be excited about there. 
We don't talk about it enough. No, we don't. And about three or four weeks ago, we were sketching out this this episode, this 100th episode. And you had talked to Catherine, who's our chief of staff and, you know, obviously an a awesome feisty team member, and decided that you wanted to collect voicemails mm-hmm. from some audience members and glean what their experience has been over the last couple of years. And you know the content that you've been putting out and you know how important it is, but is it landing? Is it resonating? What are people experiencing? Are they taking this information in? And so why was it important for you to now go to the audience and say, tell me, tell me what you're experiencing. Tell me what the show has done for you. Well, as you can see, I work in this little box, <laughs> you know, like I, I work in isolation. I, I have been self-employed since 1998, you know, so a lot of the writing, a lot of the work I do just comes literally out of this office in Pennsylvania. And I I do occasionally meet people at events now, or I see people, I get like lovely messages. The reviews for the show have been great. So it's not like I've been in a vacuum, you know, I, I've gotten, but it's really always, uh, a, it's it's validating and it makes me know that the work we're doing is landing and making a difference. But you never quite know like what kind of a difference you're making until people literally tell you, you know, and I just wanted to like hear from the audience, like in their own words, what, a, why, you know, why do you listen? Why do you like it? What do we, what are you, uh, what are you getting from it? Awesome. So should we launch into a couple of these? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, this first one is from Amanda, and she is 45 years old. I've learned as someone who is 45 years old that I'm not the only person in the world that is going through premature ovarian inefficiency, that it affects 1% of women. I've learned that I don't need to start uh, menopausal hormone therapy this young in my life, that there are alternatives as the birth control and other uh, non-medications that can assist me with my symptoms. I've also learned that strength is very key and that if I could tell my younger self just to do it a bit more and to stay on top of it over cardio, that probably would help myself and many other women. And I've also learned that we need to share our experiences. It's so key that when we post in these Uh, social media groups that other eyes and ears are listening and watching and that they can learn from our experience as well. Yeah, that was an interesting one. You know, we had um, Dr. Corinne Mann on the show and she talked all about this, like the premature ovarian insufficiency, which we have quite a few in the women in the audience who have that. I've heard from them. I've heard from them because, you know, they they feel really alone often um, and they you know, as she as she mentioned, she realized and I, I'm glad that she realized that she's not the only one, that that was part of the message that she took home from this and that there are, you know, things that they can do. They're saying, you know, she she listened and there are, you know, she can take hormone therapy. There are other alternatives. You know, she understands, as I mentioned, ad nauseum, that strength training is really important and that it's important to share because like not feeling alone, especially when you are in a unique or a more unique circumstance is really important. Yeah, it was a teaching moment for me listening to that voice message because I was 
unfamiliar with premature ovarian insufficiency. Mm -hmm. Really, what, what does that mean? And so once again, the show, I went to, you know, to the internet and just did, just did high level research, just so I understand everyone's experience and can come at this with a lesson in empathy, quite honestly. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that not just the show, but even the hit play, not pause Facebook group that has how many thousands of people now, Celine? It's growing by like a hundred a day. Like we have, you know, 17,500 or something like we'll get to 20,000 before you know it. It is, it is amazing how quickly that group is growing. Let's go on to the next one. All let's right. Hear from a let's hear from Adrian. Hi, Celine. My name is Adrian Kramer and I have been all in since day one. I took Stacy Sims women are not small men class in February, 2020 and then eagerly awaited for the menopause for athletes class and took the first one offered. And I was so impressed with the material that my partner and I decided we needed to do something for women that didn't see themselves as athletes that might be missing out on the material. So we started reading books and getting, doing everything we could get our hands on to learn more about menopause. So every episode of the podcast, I get some information. It's kind of funny because now I'm studying to take the NAMS exam and I, the guests that are talking about hormones, I try to guess what they might say and see how I'm doing with my studying. The test will be in October. So that's fun. Um, I, every Wednesday morning is when I listen to it. I am pulling charts to get ready for my day as a physical therapist. My my day job, but I would love it for my teaching women to become my day job. But for now, I listen to Hit Play Not Pause every Wednesday, glean inspiration and anything else I can get from it and wait for the next week. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I like, I like with that one, I like that she uses the show as a resource and I like that she's quizzing herself. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, but, you know, my single goal, and I make this a goal as a writer, I always made this my goal too at Bicycling. I have written for Bicycling Magazine since 97. And I want to learn something every single time I write something. Because if I am learning something, someone else is learning something, right? Because I like I'm steeped in this stuff. And I do that with the shows too. Like it, I make it a point that I want to walk away from each show with some new inspiration or some new information, because if I'm getting that and I spend my life in this, then the audience is bound to get something from it. Definitely. And I have a question for you, Celine. <laughs> Speaking of trying to glean information from everything, mm -hmm. when you're working with Dr. Sims on her books, and Adrian mentioned that she took uh, Stacy's Women Are Not Small Men course and her Menopause for Athletes course, and they are dense with information. <laughs> yeah. I mean, science heavy. How in the world do you parse that information and make it readable? Many, many, many read throughs. I read it one time through and then I'm like, ooh. <laughs> and then I sit down and I stare a little harder and I start pulling things out. You know, fortunately, I have a medical writing background because I started thinking, I started way back many moons ago thinking I would go pre-med in college. I decided not to do that. But I did end up being a medical writer briefly after I graduated. And I would, that was my life. And I didn't have the internet yet. This was when the dinosaurs still walked the earth. And 
I would literally, I would go to these medical conferences and the people like Dr. Stacey Sims would talk and I had a recorder and I would go back and I would transcribe and I had a Dorland's dictionary this thick on my desk. And I would be like, what was that? The infectious disease in children they mentioned. And I would like just guess it and look. And so I have a lot of practice in sort of taking, and that was my whole job at Rodale. Like, uh, you know, when I worked at, which does prevention men's health, they're the Hearst now. But I, my job when I was a writer at a publishing company was doing exactly that, taking kind of dense medical material and making it infotainment. I mean, literally not just entertaining, but us not just informative, but also entertaining, something that people would want to read. You're doing the Lord's work, Selena. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's hear from Lisa. Thank you. Hit play, not pause. I have learned a lot this last year and a half about lifting heavy. I'm not alone. Keep on exercising. Crazy hot flashes are not what makes me crazy. It's the stinking hormones. Thank you for everything. I love you guys. What an amazing podcast and community this has become. Love you all. Lisa Brown, swim on. All right, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Um, uh, love you all too. <laughs> Just like she said, that's so sweet. Um, you know, I think that just knowing that you're not losing your mind is such a was such a huge thing. One of the themes that comes up a lot in this show is that even if your symptoms do not really go away, knowing what is behind them makes you feel better. Like, and that comes up again and again. Like, just knowing that you're not losing your mind, it's not in your imagination, you're not alone. Woman after woman after woman has said, yeah, you know, things have kind of gotten better and I'm sleeping a little better. But what really matters is I know what's behind it and I can just they can compartmentalize it. They can deal with it. They can take steps to make it better. But it's not this like this, not this overwhelming monster that they don't, they can't name. Yeah. And I'm personally jealous, Lisa, that you said swim on. <laughs> and I know, Celine, you're you're with me on this one, because as someone who has done triathlon for 20 years, I am still uh, a horrible swimmer, horrible swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, Celine, you talked about when you did your first Ironman, like you were a terrible swimmer. And then I got a coach because I would still be out there. Like <laughs> yeah. th my coach took, and I'm, this is no hyperbole. I I can be very hyperbolic. She took 45 minutes <laughs> off my time <laughs> oh for my Ironman because I was literally just not drowning. I was punching the water. <laughs> I was staying alive, but I'd come out and be so exhausted without a bike in sight and transition. And it made all the difference in the world. I would have never gone, like I ended up going to Kona and all that. I would never, that would have never happened without it. Swimming is like golf. It's all technique it's it is i love it in its own way i love open water swimming and but like trying to like master it is whew. yeah <laughs> yeah so so lisa good on you swim on for all the rest <laughs> of us ride on uh i will row ride on, on. <laughs> run on namaste whatever it is for you but yeah we're just gonna keep keep keeping on i think uh speaking of keeping on let's hear from laura may who is actually uh, a nurse so uh tell us what you've got laura hi celine this is laura may i just want to tell you how internally grateful i am 
for your podcast. It has changed my life. I forward your episodes to colleagues and friends all the time, so it's changing theirs too. It's incredible. The evidence-based medicine that you share with us is incredibly important to me too. I'm a nurse and a researcher, so I understand the value in that and the fact that you choose these world-renowned speakers to join us is just incredible to have these people at our fingertips. So what you're doing is, is just amazing. And I really appreciate it. And I hope you continue. You're doing such an amazing job. So messages like this are literally the wind beneath my wings. Like, you know, I think I get a lot of PR people pitching me guests for the show. Um, and some of these pitches, honestly, God, they're filled with like pseudoscience and misinformation and I'm so grateful that I can use that background that I was talking about before that science writing background and journalist background to like carefully and critically think about what I'm presenting on the show and who I bring onto the show. It's really important, especially as menopause becomes more of a commodity and it's just like more and more people are trying to sell you stuff. I want you everyone to hear this loud and clear. You will never hear words like detox or nope. cleanse. Nope. That stuff will not exist on this show thanks to thanks to Celine and just the diligent research that you're doing to find and vet these experts. So I love that she says, you know, that it is evidence-based medicine and that was your intention from the beginning. Mhm. Okay, we're going to the UK. Hey, they were. <laughs> they were right up there. Yes, they were. So thank you, Nicola, for spreading the word. Let's uh, let's hear your voicemail. Hi, hit play, not pause. I'm Nicola Parry, and I'm a 48, nearly 49-year-old polo player from England. I'm also a science teacher. One thing that you guys have done for me is made me an absolute freaking menopause ambassador. And when I'm teaching reproduction or contraception or anything now, I'm also talking about menopause and perimenopause. I'm often playing polo as well with people that are 10, 20, or even sometimes 30 years younger than me. And any chance I've got to just bring it out into the open, I'm just talking about it. I just wish people had done the same for me when I was in my 20s. Oh my goodness, wouldn't that have made life easier for us in the 1990s? Thanks very much, Celine. She's a polo player. Swimmer polo. I love this show. I love that. I love it. And that's another thing that I, I didn't mention, you know, when I was talking in the beginning, that one of the things that is, has blown me away that I didn't anticipate either. I figured there'd be a lot of runners and triathletes and cyclists in the crowd and some people who don't do CrossFit and whatnot. But um, while the scope of athletes that we have listening, you know, we have rock climbers and we have rowers and polo players. I didn't know that we have polo players, a lot of obstacle course racers, just such rad women. I mean, I, 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 I just love it. I, and I love that so many of the women like Nicola are taking um, the reins from the show and becoming an ambassador themselves. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question for you. Is there a sport that you have always wanted to try, especially now that you're talking to all of these people? I will say that I got uh, the show on obstacle course racing made me go, mm. you know, like that was definitely one that I thought, I think I could really like that. Like, I think like that, that intrigued me. I felt that way about the rowing, the rowing. Episode. Oh, I bought a rower. I bought a rower. I did. I did. I, I, 
I have, and I, it's funny because when I got on the show with the rower, I was like, I hate rowing. And then she was, she just kept pulling me in. And now I bought a rower from her. So I have a concept sheet rowing machine in the other room. I haven't broken it out yet. The weather is still very nice here, but I think it'll see some use this winter. All right, let's hear from Elaine. Hey, ladies, this is Elaine Breen. Um, I, I think I was one of the first people to jump on on this um, Facebook group. I just want to say thank you, thank you for bringing this conversation into the mainstream, actually bulldozing it into the mainstream might be a better term. And I think that that's awesome. Um, it's so helpful to have the science behind this transition, learning what the interventions are, many of which are critical to our long-term well-being that haven't been publicized before. Um, so just thank you. Thank you for the knowledge. Thank you for information that actually makes scientific sense and, and that all of our viewpoints have value, that there is no one size fits all and that everyone is supported through this. Um, it's just fantastic and has quite frankly been life-changing for me. So this is this was an interesting one too. When I was um when I was writing about fitness for, you know, as a fitness writer for all those years, I would always say that there are many ways up the mountain. I'd be like, if you don't like running, try riding. If you don't like riding, try dancing. Like whatever clicks, whatever I I think that everybody has a path and you have to find yours. And I honestly think this menopause journey is very similar. I mean, there's there are definitely things that are beneficial to women during this transition across the board, but we're different down to our cellular level. So it can take some trial and error, but I do believe that there's an approach for everyone. And, you know, that's, yeah, I don't think there is one size fits all here. But I love her use of the word bulldozing. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I would say that, that, your audience is doing much of that work and for we are forever grateful for that because you are providing the information but they're the ones that are resharing hosting following uh and and i can tell you again as somebody who is just steeped in the world of podcasting and charts and and how to grow your podcast uh word of mouth is is everything um, totally yeah and yes we love ratings we love reviews what we really love though is that follow when you log into apple podcast and you hit that plus button on the on the hit play not pause show or same thing with spotify uh but even more than that is you sharing it with your friends you being out to to dinner and saying oh, i just heard this excellent interview with so and so that makes all the difference because it just builds the social credibility of the show Yep. Excellent. Okay. Nikki, she is next. And I love that she is about my age and like me, didn't know anything about menopause. Up until a friend recommended that I check out Stacey Sims and Roar, I knew absolutely nothing about menopause. I was already 50 and in perimenopause. And I also felt very alone. And after discovering 
hit play, not pause, and Celine, and Stacy, and now the next level book, I have not only learned so much, but I've also gained a great group of women who are supporting each other and also a great source of information. Yeah, it's it, the we just as we mentioned the community element here is is really huge. You know, like finding this group of women who support each other is is a huge huge part of this whole journey and what's making the show and the complimentary Facebook groups and all of it work. I think you know, um, we do have like we we will have easily 20,000 women in there before too long. And there are certainly moments when there are disagreements and a little friction. I, you would expect that. I mean, there's so many women. Um, but by and large, it is respectful. It is supportive. It is uh, it, the women are, are, are genuinely lifting each other up. And I I'm I'm always in awe of that. I think it's just like a really, really great group of women. I often think about when I when I'm perusing the Facebook group and I'm, you know, encouraging people, um, I often think about this Bruce Lee quote, which I know is a random quote and a random actor to even think about. But he had a quote that it's least at least attributed to him that says, absorb what is useful, discard what is not and add what is uniquely your own. And I feel that that's something that we can all learn from throughout this entire menopause transition, because. I think as we're learning just from the fact that we have a hundred episodes and hundreds more <laughs> ready to go, that there is no right or wrong. There is no one way. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a really great point. And if I can add just one thought to that, because I know, you know, women will come in and they'll hear the, all the episodes and they'll read next level and they're doing all the things. And all of a sudden they feel like they need to like do it all. <laughs> you know, they need to, I need to take all of this and I need to do all of these things. And, I'm always just like, well, A, if things are working for you, they're working for you. Like, you know, full stop right there. Like if you feel like everything, all you all everything's clicking on all cylinders, then maybe you don't need to really do anything yet. Just be aware, right? But if you are in a position where you're feeling like, oh, things aren't really working, then ad adopt one or two things. You know, to like make a couple of adjustments and then go from there. It's it's and that way you see what works and what maybe isn't as applicable to you as opposed to like, I'm going to do this full wholesale change to everything in my life, which is just not a realistic approach. All right. Thank you for that. Up next, we have Caroline, who <laughs> I love this. I love her comment. Let's get right to it. Okay. Uh, what's wrong with table tennis, dancing or Zumba? That was a comment an old acquaintance left on my post uh, about my powerlifting competition. So I'm glad that Hit Play Not Pause is a community of women who encourage women to get strong. Also, the Adaptogens episode has been awesome for my perimenopause symptoms. And I just love that everything on the podcast comes uh, from an academic or research-based point um, aspect point of view. So I will say that table tennis and Zumba are cool, <laughs> you know, like it's, table tennis is actually really hard as is Zumba. But um, but I am so grateful that our horizons here are so much broader. Uh, you know, like I said through the group, like it used to be that, you know, women 
we are we are so, like our generation is pioneers in such so many ways. Like we're the first generation, we're the Title IX generation, we're the first ones that had though that access to sport growing up. We're the first ones that, you know, when I worked out during pregnancy, people were like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, like we're the first ones breaking all of this ground and we're the first ones breaking this ground through menopause, you know, so it's it's very exciting. And uh, yeah, staying strong. Here's the thought theme of the show. <laughs> staying <laughs> strong is everything. It is. And but I will say it's it's a challenge, I think, for a lot of us because of trying to figure out how to fit that in. And what does that mean when you're doing polo <laughs> or if you're or if you're a rower or an endurance athlete. So I that topic and those topics on the podcast, if if you're new to the show or if you haven't listened to the back catalog, I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of the older episodes on strength training. Lizbeth Darsh was one of the earlier episodes mm -hmm. and she oh it was such a it was awesome and it, it actually introduced me to street parking oh yeah which is the which is the online strength platform that that I've adapted uh, or that I've adopted and 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 then Cassie Neiman is another yep. frequent contributor to all things feisty menopause yep. and she was also a guest on the show um I'm trying to remember if there are any other ones, Celine. I can't. Well, you know, um, Aaron Carson, you know, talks a lot about mobility and lifting and, you know, ways that she works because she works with endurance athletes, you know, so she had some really good tips. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just get back in that back catalog. And even if you listen to it when it first came out, you know, a year, a year and a half ago, listen to it again, because I, I promise you, you're going to hear it with different ears now. Um, up next, we have Barbie. Wow, how has hit play not pause impacted my life? I don't even know where to start. I'll tell you how I found hit play not pause. It's because as I was starting to go through the menopause transition and feeling all those awful things that sometimes you do, I just Googled menopause and women athletes. As a competitive triathlete for over 25 years, I thought other women my age that are athletic must be going through this too. What are they doing? How are they handling it? So by Googling that, that's how I found Hit Play Not Pause and it completely turned my life around. I've learned so much about exercise, nutrition, protein, adaptogens, menopause therapy, um, just everything that I had no idea um, and would have never known until I found this group. But the most impactful thing, I think, is just being with other women and getting the reassurance and the confidence that maybe what I'm feeling is normal and that we are going to get through this and getting the word out there that, um, you know, we're here and menopause is happening and we're not going to sit back and take it. So, um, it's changed my life. It really has. And so grateful to Celine and her staff and everybody else that's pushing menopause to the forefront. And uh, keep on keeping on. We're powerful and and let's do this. Thanks for all you do. I, damn, Carrie, I don't actually have anything to add to this because I don't think it gets any better than this. She's basically just gave everything that we talk about in the show yep. <laughs> that we've been talking about. So, just... <laughs> yep. And, and as content girl, uh, I love that she Googled 
menopause and athletes and found the show. Mm. Holla, like that to I'm me. I'm very that's glad. The way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. Good point. I'm grateful for that too. Discover thank you, SEO. And thank, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Google. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh, thank you, Barbie. And uh, now we get to hear from Gabrielle. The Hit Play Not Pause podcast has been so useful for me. Each week I hear science-backed information I can't find anywhere else, and I get to hear from new experts. Honestly, outside of Stacey Sims's next-level book, the available information for women over 50 is pretty laughable. What is it? Walk more and be careful not to break a hip? Please. I'm 58, and I can still ride my bike 200 miles a week, bench press my body weight, and do handstands. I really don't have any plans to slow down, so I'm glad I can rely on all the feisty resources to learn how to take care of my mind and body for this stage of my life and beyond. Um, thanks for all the great information. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, you know, this is where I would like to say back to our audience that you all really inspire me. Like, seriously, like, I can't do handstands, you know, and there are definitely times when I hear people and I'm like, okay, damn, like I need to step up my game. So thank you. Excellent. Well, it's speaking of giving yourself a shot. Penny has some, some words to say of gratitude to you. So let's hear from Penny. Hi, my name is Penny and I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning and also on your uh, hit play, not pause Facebook group. And what the podcast has done for me is really validated my being able to call myself an athlete. I always call other women athletes because they're running marathons or riding their bikes hundreds of miles or doing big races or, you know, something like that. And I get out a lot and I do a lot of things. I'm adventurous. I may not be high mileage, but I'm consistent. And listening to uh, the podcast has really validated that I have a right to call myself an athlete also. And I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I, I love that. I love that because, you know, we do have a lot. It can be intimidating. You come in, it's like people are showing all these Spartan races and Ironman. And, you know, I, I understand that. And we're always saying like, if you exercise on purpose and you care, you know, that that makes you athletic. And uh, so many women have been hesitant to sort of own that identity. And if we've helped women to do that, that's a huge win. And I'm really glad to hear it. Good sleep. The one thing that sets you up for a great workout and a good day is quality sleep. We talk about it all the time here on the show, which is why I'm stoked to have Lagoon Sleep as a new sponsor. Because one of the most overlooked tools in a great sleep toolbox is the thing you literally rest your head on eight hours a night, your pillow. A quality pillow is everything. Otherwise, you end up tossing, turning, punching, and folding your pillow, waking up with neck pain, and all the stuff that happens when your pillow doesn't meet your personal comfort needs. Say hello to the most comfortable sleep you've ever had with Lagoon. They start you out with a two-minute personalized pillow quiz and then pair you with your perfect pillow. I got the Otter, a cooling adjustable pillow that is perfect for side sleepers who run warm at night like I do. It is a dream. It's fully adjustable, so I was able to get the perfect loft and support, and the cooling feature is everything. As someone who turned into a furnace every evening before menopause, I appreciate that the Otter is stuffed, with shredded gel-infused memory foam, which instead of trapping heat from my neck and head, draws it away and dissipates it. It's truly delightful. I'm a good sleeper, and Otter's taken it to the next level with both support and cooling. Put my head down, good night, Irene. 
my aura ring confirms what little tossing and turning I was doing is gone. The beauty of the pillow quiz is you can get the perfect pillow that you need to and make your sleep the best sleep you can have. Go to lagoonsleep.com slash hit play and take the two minute quiz to find your perfect match and then use the code hit play all caps one word for 15% off your first purchase. Sweet dreams. For decades, running shoes have been researched, tested, and designed for men. Brands have relied on the shrink it and pink it approach to sell male shoes to female customers. That's why we are stoked to be working with Hedda's. Hedda's designs athletic footwear for women that elevates performance, safety, and style. Hedda's has unlocked the science behind women's biomechanics through dedicated research and creates better shoes for women's performance. Some of Hedda's special features include a lower ankle collar to reduce rubbing on women's ankle bones, a breathable mesh toe box to allow for ventilation and accommodate female toe shape, a more narrow and reductive heel cup to reduce heel slippage and take pressure off the Achilles, a rounded instep that creates a snug fit through the middle to match the curvature of a woman's foot and supercritical foam and a PBEX plate in the midsole to keep our legs going when the going gets tough. Hedda's has three shoe models designed for different sessions, the Alma Cruise for your long runs, the Alma Tempo for training days, and the Alma Speed for pushing the pace. I've been running in the Alma Tempos and they are a pleasure to train in. You can get your own pair of Hedda's at Hedda's.com and use the code FEISTY20, that's all caps, FEISTY20, for 20% off. Check it out today. We'll put a clickable link in the show notes to make it a snap. Next up is Janice. Hi, my name is Janice, and I just want to say thank you a million times over, Celine, for your podcast. I can't remember when I stumbled upon it well over a year ago, and I found the information so valuable as someone who hit this mark on the earlier side and has been dealing with no one taking me seriously, looking ahead and how I can keep myself healthy for the long term? And, you know, what do I want to see myself being able to do well into my 50s, 60s and 70s? I really appreciate everything you and all of your guests and Dr. Sims have done. So thank you so much. You know, I continue to be stunned. And I, I, I shouldn't be but I continue to be stunned by how many women get brushed off by their doctors. And this this really does have to change like this. This really has to change. You know, we need to ask our doctors hard questions like, do you have training in menopause? I mean, you, you and you can do this in a non confrontational way, but in just a, an inquisitive way. Because if they're not listening to you or worse, they're outright dismissing you and they have no training in menopause or even even if they do, it's not OK. But like especially if they have no training and they are brushing you off like you need to you need to walk out the door and find someone else. If you're getting brushed off, you need to find someone else anyway. But you you should ask, like, do you have training in menopause? Because there is training available and it's not it's not an it's not an outrageous question to answer because ask because, you know, there's a study that we published uh, in the book Next Level that came from the Mayo Clinic proceedings that surveyed family medicine, internal medicine and and OBGYN residents, OBGYN residents, and 20 percent of them had zero lectures in menopause during residency and 6.8 percent felt adequately prepared to manage women experiencing menopause. That includes your OBGYN. 
And this is blatantly obvious when you listen to women in our audience, a lot of them go in and they'll be like, oh, you're too young for that. Or no, that's not part of menopause. I mean, I hear it all the time. And, you know, go to at, go to the North American Menopause Society practitioner finder and find someone who is certified in, in menopause medicine. Mm. My suggestion is to make it a win-win, share next level with your doctors, or better yet, <laughs> just start sending out anonymous copies of next level to your OBGYN office. So if you're too embarrassed to, to hand this, the book, just send it to them. They need it. Well, so this is kind of cool, though. Like I have had on at least two, maybe three doctors now on my show who came to me because their patients came in with the podcast or the book or both. And, you know, that is really cool. They were like, they they did not know. And now they share the resources with their other patients. And that is how we change things. Mm. Okay. Let's see. Sherry, um, speaking of, she is grateful for the podcast and for Next Level. And let's hear what she has to say. Hi, my name's Sherry. And I just want to express my appreciation for the podcast and the book Next Level. Between the two of them, I have made some adjustments to my nutritional uh, uh, regimen and my training and um, have seen significant improvement in my body composition and my strength and in my confidence and um, progress that I didn't really think I would, would see again. Uh, and this comes out a time when I really need it. So um, I am just very grateful for the podcast, the group, the book, and all the wonderful information that I get from all of those sources. So um, keep up the good work and thank you so much. That's really great to hear. I mean, that I, uh, I I love everybody sharing all these different aspects of what they have gotten out of the show. And, you know, I don't ever lead with weight and body composition in the show. That is that is not something that I lead the show with. I think it's a minefield. Um, body composition changes are inevitable with age and menopause brings its own changes and everyone's journey is different and I cannot handle another second of diet culture. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very cautious and I'm very careful about those topics. So I always lead with strength because you can't go wrong with strength as we've talked about. And I, and I do appreciate um, that when women take the advice in the show and they go forth that they, also can experience some improvements in these areas as well. Okay. Our final voicemail comes from Michelle. Hi. Hit play, not pause is an absolute pleasure and a highlight of my week. I save it for a zone two run I have out in nature where I can just enjoy, listen, and process the information that I get. Celine's interviews of the various guests are a joy to listen to. And I've applied lots of the learnings to both my life and shared with many people in my community. Thank you so much for all your time and effort. And that just makes me happy. <laughs> you know, just like, there's, it's just nice to hear that, you know, people save it. And, you know, this is how I use podcasts too. I save some for certain activities and I'm glad she takes me on her runs. 
Zone two is the best, by the way. <laughs> I know, <laughs> know Stacy would disagree. Dr. Sims <laughs> might disagree. We got to throw in some hit and some sit in there. You know, we, we, it can't all be zone two. But yeah, that is that is amazing. Um, Sleet, I have a I have a question for you. Mm. What would you say is your menopause superpower right now? Well, I already said it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that is like that is pretty much my menopause superpower right now. And um, yeah, I mean that's it. Like I feel like I have a a mantra on my on my computer screen which says my best days are ahead of me. You know, like I'm because you get to this point in life where it's so easy to turn your head over your shoulder and keep looking back and keep looking back and think that you've done all your greatest work or all, all your PRs or all this stuff is behind you, but you are standing on your own foundation and there's so much you can, you've built this thing, you know, wherever you are in your life and there's so much you can do ahead. And I, we see it in the audience. We see it in all these women doing like amazing things. And it may not be the, they may not be engaging in their sports the same way they did in their thirties or, you know, their forties or their fifties or whatever, even whatever, but they're, they're reimagining themselves and they're finding new personal bests that look different. And like, I, I feel like, you know, my superpowers, my appreciation of that and my curiosity. And I am, uh, you know, I am a hope, hopeful, hopelessly optimistic person <laughs> by nature, but um, yeah, I guess that's a number of superpowers, but, but it all starts with like, just being true to yourself and believing in yourself. I know I'm asking you the equivalent question of which kid is your favorite? Oh, don't but... even, don't even <laughs> ask this question. <laughs> Let me reframe it. Let me reframe it. I'm not going to ask you what your favorite episode is. Okay, good. But let me let me rephrase the question. Are there episodes that you refer a lot to people for if they're just coming into the podcast or if they have specific questions? Yeah, you know, I think honestly, I think starting even if you don't plan on doing them all chronologically or whatever, if you're just coming in, but that first one where we broke down the science with Dr. Stacy Sims is a really good place to start. I mean, there's a reason we started there is because she does lay that really basic foundation of estrogen does this, progesterone does this. And when they start changing, you feel this, right? Like, and I feel like that is such a good foundation. And then like, you can just start exploring, you know, you can just go through them all or you can just start picking and choosing the the ones that um, feel like they would speak most to what you're interested in. But mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think that that one is really the foundational one. And uh, yeah, yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, a, a lot of it depends on what phase I'm in in life at the moment. The Dr. Kelly Casperson mm. was a great episode on sex yeah, and how to talk about sex with your partner and the changes specifically yep. that we're going through and this horribly uncomfortable topic, uh, pun intended, how to, how to treat it with not, not, not humor per se, but like 
just reality instead of ignoring the you know the pink elephant in the room gosh i'm using a lot of euphemisms right now <laughs> <laughs> but 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 how really how to how to how to talk about this very uncomfortable topic with uh, with your partner I have to tell you, I'm not, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I do have to tell you that that episode, like I was at a race in Arizona, uh, Spirit World, and a man came up to me in registration <laughs> and thanked me for saving the relationship. And his, <laughs> he's like, my, my woman's over there. I'd love you to, she'd be thrilled to meet you. I'm like, this is so awkward, but this is great. Went over <laughs> yeah. and they had listened to some of those episodes together and like, you know, they were they were kind of like teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'd like to get my number now for this event. But yes. I sure I'll yes. take a selfie with you. And yes, that's, yes. I'm glad that, that you're happy. <laughs> yeah, like I'm here for packet pickup, not package pickup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, but that one obviously it, it it hit some nerves a lot. I think the another one that was important for vastly different reasons was the one that you titled estrogen matters with the authors of that very important book estrogen matters and that was episode 41 i can't remember which episode kelly casperson is but dr blooming and dr tavris that was uh episode 41 and i know i've mentioned this to you before the one that i always come back to and it seems to be the one that wow, for personal reasons resonated with me the most because I'd never, I don't think I'd heard it in this way was episode nine and it was Joy Goals with Kristen Diefenbach. And it was one of the first times that I heard and maybe not heard, but heard that, look, you're in a new phase in life, if not now, soon. And you have got to find the joy in in what you're doing in said activity or activities because if you don't have the joy why why bother really and and it was the first time that I went oh it, it gave me grace to maybe mourn the athlete that mm -hmm. I once was or once thought I was because we mm -hmm. all had this you know like crazy athlete identity at some point but also celebrate and get excited about this new person that yep. was emerging that was emerging. I love that one too. So that one that one absolutely was my favorite. Yeah. Um but you know they're all they're all fantastic. Um we've got some big stuff coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well first, you are attending the North American Menopause Society conference. Yep. What are you hoping to get from that, Celine? Well, I'm hoping to meet more awesome guests for the show, for sure. Um, I'm going to be trying to meet up with uh, Dr. Carla DiGirolamo, who is our only three-peat guest on the show. And we will be chatting each day and maybe doing a little recording between us of what we're learning. You know, I'm taking Menopause 101 because Carla told me I should. Um, she's taking it too because there's just all the science. Like now that menopause is becoming this larger cultural societal movement that there are all these women in their 50s in powerful positions saying we need more information the research is coming out and it's it, you got to keep up with it and so you know it's a full day session of sort of like just getting a fire hose of all the information that is out there and then just like 
you know, it, it's just staying sharp. It's sharpening the blades of like the cutting edges of what what the uh, researchers and scientists and practitioners and everybody is doing out there to make this transition as best as it can be for women. You've become so entrenched in this menopause space that December 3rd, you're hosting another menopause summit. Please, please tell me about it. It is. Um, I'm really looking forward to this one. This is a this is kind of a mini summit. You know, during the pandemic, we did like weekend long summits and all that kind of stuff. And it was exciting. Like a lot of hundreds of women would show up and it was really cool. But, you know, now I people are out in the world again. So we wanted to make it a little more condensed. And so it's just a one day. It's a half day thing. It's December 3rd. And it is um, it is grab menopause by the ovaries in 2023. <laughs> and this is whether or not you have ovaries. You know, we recognize that, you know, everyone's situation is different. But we wanted to be like a little feisty and you know just like a little bit aggressive with this because women are taught so often to be passive about our health and like this is just something that happens to you right so women will go to the doctor and be like well that's just something that happens at this time of life and we're just like yeah, f that you know like yes it is something that happens but you can grab a hold of like your situation here and so we have um Dr. Carla DiGirolamo, who I talked about, she's coming on to talk about hormones. We have another past guest, Amy Hill Fife, who is amazing with pelvic floor. Katrina Courtney, who is really, really brilliant with intuitive eating and fueling for athletes and fueling around like to help with your symptoms because she's an ultra runner that had to do that for herself. Um, we have Claire Callahan, which is an amazing physiotherapist who's going to talk all about the musculoskeletal changes that happen with menopause. And that's really important. Uh, Nicole Sinqui, who is on, is going to be giving our keynote address. So we've just got like a lot of interesting women bringing amazing information. And and let me say that it is only 20 bucks. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So we really wanted to make this as accessible as we could for as many women as possible. So it is $20 and not done yet. The first 100 women under the gate uh, get 10 bucks. They get it for $10. Where can people buy tickets? Feisty, uh, feistymenopause.com. Okay. Feistymenopause.com. Hit play, all caps, one word, hit play uh, for the first 100. If you're under the wire, you'll get in for ten dollars okay so feistymenopause.com we're grabbing menopause by the ovaries in 2023 only 20 bucks for this one day summit but the first 100 tickets sold you're getting it for 10 bucks with the promo code hit play i love the fact that it is just one day quite honestly and totally. I think, you know especially coming around the holiday season uh it is an absorbable amount of information of course the recordings will be available if you can't watch every session live uh, what's coming up on the podcast for this brand new year we're rolling into 2023 faster than we can imagine yeah, I mean, you know, we we work ahead. So I have a lot of cool guests. We have the women who FKT, so people who are like setting the fastest known times in menopause, which is awesome. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Fabian will be on, which is she's the medical director of the North American Menopause Society, which is very exciting. Um, and we have like lots, you know, we're 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 reaching to 
get together in person more often. So we're actually looking at in real life events, you know, mm-hmm. for 2023 that you'll hear more about, which, which I'm very excited about. Like when we did the gravel festival with Girls Gone Gravel, which is also under the feisty umbrella. It was so amazing to see so many um so many hit play not pause <laughs> women were there and i think that there's definitely space for us to get together in real life and take this uh to the next level there and speaking of levels um we do have a membership uh level up is our membership that people can get involved with you can find all of this at feistymenopause.com but that group you know we have special sessions once a week where you can you can attend and listen to somebody talk about Everything from like mindset to hormones to nutrition to training, mobility, you name it, we talk about it. And that's a really great group, too. That's just another level of um, deeper level of information on all those topics. Thank you for all that you're doing, Celine. Thank you for giving me an opportunity selfishly to walk out the door, wear my hit play, not pause cycling Jersey and have random people come up to me and go, I love that show. It makes me (laughs) feel so proud. And I love the fact that like I am, it's, it's where I'm at in life as well. And I know I represent so many of our audience members in our mutual admiration for you and the work that you're doing. I know that it probably wasn't a goal in life when you were nine to be the face of menopause. Uh, and I didn't yet, have many girls at nine. <laughs> <laughs> Most people wanted to be a little Disney princess. And... I wanted to be a veterinarian or okay. something, you know? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But we do raise our virtual glass to you in a toast. And thank you for the the effort that you're putting in. I, I, I love that you have taken this torch and and have run with it and something that was just an idea at one point is mm-hmm. now a movement so thank you so much and congratulations thank you well that's our show join me next week for another special show where I sit down with Dr. Stephanie Falbion, the medical director of the North American Menopause Society. As you listen to that one, I will be actually attending the annual meeting down in Atlanta, gathering info and hopefully connecting with even more awesome guests. So come on back for that one. And until then, as always, stay feisty. You've been listening to Hit Play, Not Pause, a feisty menopause podcast for active, performance-minded women. I'm your host, Celine Yeager. The show is edited and produced by the strong, talented, and amazing women at Live Feisty Media. Follow us on social media at Feisty Menopause, and please help us spread the word. Screenshot and share this episode on your social media channels with the tag at Feisty Menopause. Share the show with your friends, And please subscribe, like, review, and rate this show wherever you get your podcasts. Word of mouth and good reviews make it easier for other listeners to find. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay feisty. Stay feisty.